My name is Javier Colon. Welcome to The In-Between. Today, I am joined by Leila Abdallah to talk about her thesis project titled Harvest. Hi, Leila. Hello. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on to the show. I am very excited to talk to you about your piece because, as we mentioned before, I've never seen you before. So this is the first uh, project that I'd be talking to where I have no idea what you're doing and how you're doing it. So it's going to be fun. (laughs) That's great. Start off uh, by introducing yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Uh, So my name is Layla Abdallah. Um, I'm from South Florida. I am primarily a visual visual development artist and illustrator. Uh, even though I am in the computer arts department, I started <laughs> I started thinking I wanted to be uh, working in more of the CG production. But um, later, I was like, you know, I started out as a traditional artist, and you know, I want to go back to my roots, and I think that's something that I you know, really want to, um, pursue. So that's currently what I'm doing. And, uh, that's why I decided to make my thesis a 2d film. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So this is a, this is a 2d animated film. So why don't you tell me about, tell me about your, your journey at SVA. Like how did you find yourself here and how did you find yourself in this department? Yeah. Uh, so I've always been interested in arts. Like the one thing I was like, I know I can do this and I know I can do this well. So <laughs> high school, I took a lot of art classes. I took a lot of AP art classes and I was like, you know, I don't know what I want to do in art, but I know that's something I want to do in, mm-hmm. um, for, for a career. Uh, so I applied to like two schools. <laughs> I applied to SBA <laughs> and SCAD and I got into both yeah, because my, my academics were bad. So I was like, I'm not going to get into <laughs> anything else. So um, I worked really hard on my portfolio. Um, and then I got into SVA. And I was cho- I was just choosing between SVA and SCAD. And SVA really, um, it was way more appealing to me because of the city. And, you know, I, I knew some people that already were going to SVA um, from my high school. So that was like the obvious choice for me. Um, and then I picked the computer arts department because, uh, like I said before, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I didn't really know, like, the process of an animation, mm-hmm. um, an animated film and um, an animated piece. And I knew I wanted to work in animation, but I just I didn't know what that meant. So I thought the computer arts department would be a good choice for that. And then I, I went through a bunch of different things, like what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a CG generalist. I, at one point, I wanted to be a VFX artist. Mm-hmm. Like, I went through a bunch of different things, which I think is pretty normal for like, you know, a college student who doesn't know what they want to do, but, you know, knows they want to do something meaningful. So then I decided that I want to be a visitor artist and that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I'm at now. And yeah, this is my, I guess my fifth year at SVA. So (laughs) I'm excited to graduate. You're getting a lot more experience than anybody else who's currently graduating. Yeah. So that's really good. (laughs) Yeah, I think that that's such a natural part of being at SVA, I think in particular because there's so many different options in the computer Mm -hmm. art department specifically. You can be an animator, a vis dev artist, a VFX artist, a motion graphic, or or even a stop motion artist. There's so many different avenues, but they all come from the same pool, right, of like skill set and workability. So 
No, of course. I, I honestly think that's the beauty of the computer arts department is there's Absolutely. so many different things that come out of it. Like I know you're a motion graphics artist, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Like I think that's, that's so cool. Like there's so many different things that come out of it and you know, people do, people do so many different types of theses. Like there's VR theses. I don't know if there's mm-hmm. any this year, but um, like they do games and it's, it's really cool. It's, it's nice to see the variety there. Yeah, absolutely. The variety is what makes this uh, this department unique. Mm-hmm. And speaking of variety, so you are doing a 2D animated thesis. Why don't you tell me about it? Like, what is your thesis called and what is it about? Okay, so my thesis is called Harvest. Um, it is a horror thesis. It's a horror mm-hmm. film. It is set in um, a swamp. And hmm, I don't know how much I want to say because I want it to be like a surprise, <laughs> but I also, <laughs> but I also want it. I also, you know, I, I want people to like be interested because it's, mm-hmm. um, I think it, I, I'm really like proud of the concept. I think it's, um, I personally think it's cool, which it's nice to say that I'm proud of something that I, I've yeah. been making. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, um, I'm really inspired. I guess I'll go into like, what's inspired me to make it uh, okay. to, for the concept. So I'm, I'm really personally very inspired by horror movies, specifically old eighties horror movies mm-hmm. in particular alien and the thing are like my favorite movies. I don't mm. know if you've ever watched them, but I really like the body horror elements of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's body horror is like a main, a main part of my, my film, which mm-hmm. sounds crazy, but, uh, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a really interesting concept, especially creatively. It's nice to see, um, it, there's a lot you can do. I also, on like another end of the spectrum, really inspired by, um, the manga artist Junji Ito. He does, um, horror manga and, a lot of his work is also very focused on body horror and existential horror. So kind of the idea of there's an otherworldly presence that is so overbearing and there's no, it's hard for humans to comprehend what <laughs> is, is happening, kind of like Lovecraftian yeah. horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to put into my film. Basically, my film is this girl, she's camping in a swamp, and she gets bit by a mosquito. And the mosquito takes her blood and injects it into the ground. Mm-hmm. And then later, she discovers that there's a copy of her that's following mm-hmm. her in the swamp. And it turns mm-hmm. out that the swamp is cloning her. And you Ooh. see like the clone the swamp clone um is has like vines and um there's a scene where she's gonna like dismember herself Mm -hmm. uh so you can see like there's gonna be no blood but i'm gonna have like swamp vines and plants and kind of that um just to show that the swamp is creating copies of her (laughs) it's weird (laughs) (laughs) no i think it's it's such a very unique idea i think it's something that Everybody does like either like kind of a sad story or an uplifting story or something like yeah. that. There's horror is not as represented in thesis films, so yeah. I think that this is a really really cool and unique way to portray that genre. Yeah, and I think it's 
I, I think it's because uh, people are worried to do, I think they're, they're scared to do horror because I think it turns off a lot of people, which mm-hmm. I understand, but I, I think it's a lot of people when they're making theses, they think of, you know, how is this going to be marketable? Like, mm-hmm. how am I going to be able to put this in a reel or in a portfolio and be like, hey, I can make things for, a lot of people want to make, they want to work in companies like DreamWorks, Pixar, Disney, mm-hmm. Blue Sky. Well, I mean, I would say the majority and a lot of that is targeted towards children. So mm-hmm. I think it's hard to be like, oh, I have passion for making these, this kind of mature, more mature content, mm-hmm. but I also want to work for a company that makes content for children. So it's like, I don't know if I should make my thesis more targeted towards that or not, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I definitely struggled with that when I wanted to make it, but I decided to go more towards what I, um, my passion was, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the, uh, what was the deciding factor in that decision? I wanted to make something that I would enjoy making for a long period mm-hmm. of time. Right. Um, because I when after, you know, I graduate, I'm going to be working on my, my VizDev portfolio. So, you know, I'm probably going to have more pieces that are more focused towards um, companies that, you know, show like, Hey, I can make this work. So hire mm-hmm. me. But um, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to do something for myself. I wanted to spend time to work on something that's for me. And that is more towards my interests because I don't know the next time I'm going to be able to do that um, as, as an artist um, in my career in the future. So that's why I decided to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And you were mentioning that, you know, there is this more centered idea of animation is for children, right? And so a lot of these companies are working for that market. So I think that it would be very hard to try to find a company that is willing to do like a horror mature content thesis or not not even thesis, like film or sequence Mm -hmm. um, afterwards. So I think that was a really good choice on your part. I think that was really important for you to recognize that this is something that you wanted to do and this is something that you wanted to follow through with. Yeah, definitely. And I would, just to give you a little bit more confidence as well, I think that if you can make, when it comes to visual development, of course it's all about the look, right? The most simplified version. If you can make this scary or like horror theme, I think it's less about like, oh, it's scary and more of like, oh, she's created this atmosphere that is reflects of the theme that is in the piece so yeah i know totally that i definitely had that thought too you know because i see like with the backgrounds i've made and everything so far like things i've painted so far that's in my mind i'm thinking what is the mood of this like you're you're, you're saying and i Mm -hmm. I think i think that you're right it it definitely shows skill if i can do it correctly um so i could definitely use some of these my thesis work i can use it in a portfolio but it's just like the some of the more scarier stuff I think I might put in a different collection of my work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like for the reading sort of thing. Yeah, of course. Totally. So you were mentioning that you were inspired by a lot of uh, body gore of like 80s and stuff. So where did this specific swamp cloning idea come from? Like what it's where did it not to play with words, but where did it stem from? Like where did it come uh-huh. from? <laughs> uh, I love that. Um <laughs> So again, like I have a lot of different things that I've been inspired by. And um, I remember when I was making my director's treatment for 
my thesis in the beginning, I have like slides and slides of just inspiration because mm-hmm. um, I've gotten a lot of inspiration from a lot of different things. So um, I also get a lot of inspiration from fine art, um, from traditional paintings. Mm-hmm. One of them in particular was, um, I forgot the name of the artist because I'm terrible with names. But, uh, <laughs> so I, I'm so bad with art history, but um, it's a painting of Ophelia and uh, from um, Macbeth. It's uh, the character Ophelia, and she's um, dead in a lake. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's like swamp, uh, swamp plants and um, like foliage around her. Mm-hmm. And something about the expression on her face is so there's like an emptiness there. And something about that really inspired me. It's like I know I want to make a film that somehow emulates that so Mm -hmm. I was kind of basing my ideas and I I went through a lot of different concepts and story ideas and I definitely kind of originated from that particular painting Mm -hmm. and then I was reading a Junji Ito novel uh uh, manga and then also watching this movie so it's like a combination of everything that I love Mm -hmm. um kind of became this in a weird way. Very cool. And I think that that's something that is so unnerving for a lot of people, that emptiness, that lack of life in something that Mm -hmm. looks so lifelike. I think that that's something that you touch upon really nicely in this film. And I think that's going to be really, really cool to see. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I want expression to be like a huge part of it. Um, uh, Like eyes and facial expressions and like the scariness that that can bring. So hopefully I, um, I make that Uh, I can draw that well. (laughs) So I imagine that because you have a 2D animated piece, your kind of production and schedule is a little different than everybody else's. So how do you manage that? How do you make sure that you stay on deadlines for yourself, you know, in Mm -hmm. your own kind of way? Yeah, that's a good question. And I'm definitely struggling with that. Uh, Cause also I don't have a traditional 2d animation piece either. It's because I don't have, if any, barely um, experience with traditional hand-drawn animation. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing mostly it's um, after effects animation. Okay. Um, so my film is actually going to have pretty limited animation uh, because uh, in particular, I have a lot of inspiration. I get more inspiration from. <laughs> of course, um, yeah. I don't know if you watched it last year. Uh, Jessica Pond, her thesis, uh, "The Train Ride Home." She has. It, if not, you should look it up. It's really beautiful. Uh, she won um, a, a outstanding achievement award. Beautiful, beautiful thesis, and she has a similar background to me. She um, wants to be a visual development artist and mm-hmm. doesn't really have that much background with 2D animation. So she used a lot of, you know, After Effects animation, very, very simple movements, making like making sure everything in the scene looks like it's alive without actually moving it too much. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she uses a lot of composition and lighting um, to make it look like a live, alive without actually using a lot of animation. So I, I talked to her about that and about her process and, um, so that's, that's kind of where that stems from, you know, cause I mm-hmm. wanted to make a film, but I also, you know, was struggling with the limited amount of experience that I have mm-hmm. to make this film, to make it move in a way that looks good. Yeah. So I've, I've definitely been having struggles with like, you know, 
the pipeline and actually keeping a schedule mm-hmm. because also I'm working alone and I don't really have a lot of reference to other people working in a similar, a, yeah, a, a similar media. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm in class and, um, and I think you probably have some sort of a, <laughs> like you can relate to this a little bit because yeah. of, you know, you're doing a TV piece as well. Right. So yeah, it's, so it's like, you know, being in a, in a class that's, mostly 3d and the teachers mm-hmm. are asking all right so are your models rigged is everything textured like do you have a layout on it's like i don't like i guess <laughs> you're like i don't need to i don't really need to rig or yeah or it's like or what is rendering like <laughs> yeah exactly what is rendering it takes just... two minutes on my computer what are you guys talking about <laughs> that's like uh, the biggest flex of any 2d piece is just oh like, my god rendering? i never heard of it i know like from the proof of concept uh when i was talking to some other people in in class they were like oh how long did your render take and i was like it took five seconds <laughs> How about you? <laughs> and they're like they're like fuming on the inside. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I do think, um, and I think this might be a bit controversial, but I think it's important to say. Ooh, it. Say it. Um, <laughs> I think that in the computer arts department, there's a lot of fantastic things about the computer arts department. However, I do think that there's a lot of more attention on the 3D pieces, on CG Mm -hmm. pieces. Mm -hmm. I think that there's definitely more attention on that. And there's not a lot of marketing, is that the correct word? Uh, Exposure, exposure Mm -hmm. uh, to the VFX pieces or 2D pieces. You know, I feel like they don't get the same amount of love whether it be for from the you know students themselves or uh, faculty and staff, I don't know if you can agree with that, but that's just something I've noticed, and I just wish that there would be more resources for students that are doing maybe more of an alternate thesis. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think that's important because, like what we said before, this the computer arts department is so varied, and there's so much variety in the work that students do. So. Um, I just, I'd wish there would be more of um, a recognition to pieces that are a bit different, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, w- I would say that I agree with that. And the reason why I say that is because it goes even further past the computer art department. It's not necessarily yes. them specifically. I think it's just the industry as a whole. There is an idea that animation looks like this. Mm-hmm. 3D animation looks like this. This is how animated films are done or whatever. And I think that films like Spider-Verse or films like Klaus, they really break that mold. And that is important for the industry to have a more diverse uh, visual development. You know, like there's much more, there's a myriad of different styles that not necessarily meet the criteria of Pixar, despite the fact that Pixar is very beautiful, you know? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. Like, yeah, yeah, um, that's that's a great way to put it. I mean, of course, like no shade to Pixar. Like, I want to work at Pixar. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna apply for the internship. Like I, of course, I like Pixar is beautiful, mm-hmm. but I think like um, I, I just think that it's it would be nice to see um, more exposure for the variety and um, mm-hmm. the different styles that people have. And there's a lot of room for growth in this specific industry for those different styles uh the two films that i mentioned before are like the big prime examples i always jump to whenever i talk about this kind of thing Mm -hmm. what would you say is your favorite aspect about this piece that you're working on okay so so it's interesting because when i first the beginning of this i guess 
journey that sounds cheesy but the journey of my thesis uh I wanted to be a character designer and I was thinking you know I want my thesis to really show that but then once I started you know making storyboards and planning um it turned into more of an environment piece and I think a lot of that was because I wanted to limit the animation so it was hard for me to have you know a lot of dynamic characters with them not moving because mm-hmm. uh, so I, I ended up something that I found about myself was that I really love environment backgrounds and layout design mm-hmm. and it's something I never thought I would love to do and that's mm-hmm. something I actually am thinking about focusing on in the future um, so I, I, I would say so far I'm really excited and proud of the environments and colors and like layout backgrounds that um that i have made so far for the film and i think that they're going to be a staple of the piece because you know i want the i want the film to have a feeling of isolation um like you know this character's alone in the swamp and there's this thing that's that's haunting her and she can't get away from it and because she's surrounded by these these trees and and plant life just you know always around her in the film and, and honestly the environment and care and and um background kind of turned into a character in its own in a weird mm-hmm. way yeah absolutely and there's always those details especially with the design because you were mentioning that you know character design was something that you wanted to focus on but you're right a de- an environment almost is a character because the same amount of care into telling the story of the background goes into the character as well yeah. so yeah that, is, that makes absolute sense it's very interesting that you mentioned that you wanted to be a character designer from the very beginning. Um, and something that I always emphasize with people is that thesis doesn't start and end the way you think it will. It'll always kind of go through these these ups and downs, right? Um, so, of course, uh, what would you say was your worst moment in thesis thus far? Oh, wow. And we're just in the beginning. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> yeah, so much exactly. more to go. Um, <laughs> I think... It might be right now. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> being on the being on this podcast. Ouch. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, definitely right now. Oh, 100%. I can't no, 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 no. That. That's so mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like um, the time I'm in right now, maybe not. But I'm trying. So I'm having a lot of trouble figuring out how to make the film feel alive. You know, because mm. I mentioned before, like I don't have experience in 2D animation and the experience I have with um, After Effects animation is mostly just, you know, like a couple of years of taking After Effects classes at SVA. So I I think I'm, I'm, I'm definitely struggling with the movement of it and making it look good and not just like a flat, awful piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's something that I'm definitely struggling with. And, you know, I... I also struggle a lot. I'm sure every most people do, but of like self-esteem and imposter syndrome, and mm. being like, I'm sure a lot of people. I know for a fact a lot of people suffer with you know imposter syndrome. It's like mm-hmm. why you know why am I even trying? Why am I doing this? I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretending to be an artist. I'm pretending to be someone who's right. you know studying to make a film. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think that's in the process of me trying to figure out how to make it. It, it, I'm definitely having issues with just being like, you know, can I even do this? And right. it's kind of dark, but I feel like it's important, especially with artists, we tend to do that 
Um, so that's definitely been a struggle with me and it's something that I'm still dealing with and I know I will be dealing with it in the future. So it's just having to get past that hurdle of insecurities and just do it and just Mm -hmm. be like, I can do this and I'm going to do this and it's going to turn out the best that I can do. And so how do you get yourself out of that, like kind of self doubting uh, whirlwind, you know, like, what do you, what do you try to do? Or is there any, like any behaviors or tips or anything that you do to get yourself out of that like rut? Yeah. So I think what I, what I, first I try to talk to people because I think I, I tend to become a hermit and I'll Mm -hmm. just close in and just like be in my own thoughts. So, you know, talking to people is important just, you know, friends or family or whoever is around you just being like, you know, like I'm feeling like this and I don't know if I can do it and just, you know, try to, you know, get a different perspective because, you know, if you're in your own head all the time, you can't actually get the real, you know, what's actually going on. So, Mm -hmm. you know, people will be like, you know, you can do this, you know, you can do this and you, you know, do it, you got this. Mm -hmm. And another thing is just going back to why I first wanted to do the film or the project in the first place, just go to the origin of it. Like um, my teacher, Seth Golub, he said in the beginning of the semester, um, he said that, you know, the director's treatment, like it might seem like kind of, you know, whatever now, but when you go back to it later, when you're, you're feeling stressed and, and um, overworked and you don't remember why you wanted to do this in the first place and you're hating mm-hmm. your film, you know, go back to that treatment, go back mm-hmm. to the stuff that inspired you to do it in the first place and remind yourself, you know, why you wouldn't do this. And I think that helps me a lot because it kind of like refocuses me and um, helps me like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is why I want to do this and try to get in the mindset of the fresh face, um, excited person and artist I was in the very beginning of Mm -hmm. making the film. It's, that's really sweet. Honestly, like that's like really, really awesome advice for anybody who is feeling like, oh, like, I don't know if I can do this because seeing where it started and where mm-hmm. it is now, like that comparison is definitely uh, something to be proud of and something yeah. to really reflect on. So, yeah, definitely. Just go back to the growth, like see the growth, even if it's a little bit, it's still something you can't, you made something out of nothing, you know, like that's, that's fantastic. Like that's, that's better than, um, nothing (laughs) yeah exactly you you've you've created this thing from like the ether yeah of course that's that's so cool so now on a bit more of a happier note what would you say was your best moment in thesis something that made you feel like you were on top of the world I think that uh I the proof of concept as frustrating as it can be having like five seconds of um a full piece. Uh, it doesn't really translate to your entire film as a whole, but, mm-hmm. um, the honestly, um, having the proof of concept and having it made and having those five seconds to show this is a, this is a, a film, this is going to be a film and mm-hmm. show it in movement really was a problem for me because I was, um, I'm going back to to the not so happy, but uh, it'll go to the happy. Uh, again, like I was really down on myself. I was like, I, I don't know how I'm going to make this and mm. I can't envision it. And not a lot of people can envision it. And, you know, I was, I, I felt like I was, um, I couldn't see it as a finished piece. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's also common with a lot of people. It's hard to see your 
your your vision as um, especially people who are working alone um, on a film, you know, see mm-hmm. something as a finished piece. And I, I was having a lot of trouble doing that. So when I, the proof of concept, I think I made mine a bit longer just because it's um, a 2D film and I had a couple shots I could do. It really, it was simple. It was so simple, but it was so rewarding to mm-hmm. see those five seconds. Cause then it really was like, it kind of like took me ahead of time. And I was like, this is what my film's going to look like the finished piece. I'm going to be really proud of it. And it's going to be something that I'm, you know, creatively, it's creatively unique to me. And I consider this is something that's mine. So it's like got, posting those five seconds and showing it to people, like it really boosted, you know, my, my self-esteem and my, my, um, I guess, uh, excitement for the mm-hmm. film. So I, I would say that like, Finishing that and posting that was definitely the best moment so far for me. There's something very distinct about seeing a final result. As small as it may be, it's still a huge, huge confidence booster. And I think that that's that's really awesome. What would you tell your freshman self about SVA? I was was definitely... I think I would tell myself uh, to... I don't know. I, I, I think, <laughs> I think I would tell myself to not procrastinate. I, and the thing is myself, I, I wouldn't listen because I don't listen now. Like I, but that's what I would, I would be like, listen, <laughs> sit down, sit down. Look at me. I, my hair was like short. It was like, like a pixie cut almost. I was like, Oh wow. I was like, listen to me. I looked down on my cell and be like, you Stop procrastinating. <laughs> Do your work because you're going to be so mad at yourself when you have to spend hours and hours and hours in the middle of the night finishing this Maya project you don't even care about. Mm-hmm. Just, just do it. Mm-hmm. And then myself would probably be like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'd, I'd argue, I'd argue the culture shock of seeing your future self screaming at you, yeah. might put you it might put you into the working mood, but you know. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we'd, we'd look each other in the eyes and the world would explode. <laughs> That's what would happen. Yeah. So like, it's like Medusa, you have to like have a mirror behind you yeah. and looking at her from the mirror. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I would, I, I would definitely, um, say, you know, try to work on your, your work ethic now, because mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to fix it later when you have more important things. Um, I think also don't be such a bitch. Like, I feel like I was, <laughs> I feel like I was nice, but I also, I had this energy because I, I, I took a year in between mm-hmm. high school and college. So I didn't go right from, I, cause I did like, um, online high school for senior year and junior year. Um, and I wasn't even sure if I was, I wanted to go to college so soon. So that's why I kind of took like a year, a gap year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like a lot of, this is mean again, but a lot of the people I was living with and the people I met, they felt really immature to me. And I think it's because I felt like they were still like in high school life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I felt like I, I had this weird attitude of like, oh, I'm better than everyone else. Because yeah. Like you had this weird, like, oh, because I'm, you know, slightly older, everybody's like less than me. And of yeah. Course, you know. Yeah. Or, or just like, or just like, like not as mature and I shouldn't take them seriously. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I definitely had that, uh, for a little bit. I remember in Jimmy's narrative workshop class, freshman year, I had, I had Jimmy's class and I remember he, I forgot what the conversation was, but I, I was in the class and 
they were talking about something and then and I think they were asking about like, I don't know, trust. It was something weird. And I answered like, I don't trust any of these people. Wow. <laughs> I said this in my class in front of everyone. And they're like, they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, I met them three weeks ago. I don't know you. <laughs> I don't trust you people. Listen, that's one of those things that like, it's true. You know, like, yeah. like, oh, like, of course you don't trust anybody, but at the same time, you don't say it, you know, <laughs> it's one of those like unspoken truth of society. Yeah. I was way too blunt. Like, I was just like, I was like, I don't trust <laughs> you. And everyone was like, oh God. And then later my friends told me, they're like, you know, I was really scared of you because you said that and you have this like weird, intimidating energy. I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I was like this. That's such a very interesting and very specific piece of advice. I, I love that. And I think that that's something that it's just, it's funny to, to laugh about like later on, you know? Yeah, of course. Laugh about yeah. how weird your baby college <laughs> self was. So I'm actually really curious about your answer to this specific question. What kind of advice would you give juniors who are now entering the thesis phase, whether mm-hmm. it be people who are entering pre-production or people who are entering their senior year? Well, first of all, I would say use the summer because I Mm. didn't do that Mm. and I should have done that. (laughs) Yeah. The summer is important. Definitely use the summer because I think like junior year you do thesis research, right? So you, you kind of are forced to build a narrative and build um, characters and kind of like the pre-production for your piece but I think a lot of people change it, whether it be because they you know, just don't want to do it anymore because they're in a team and they group up with people. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the, use the summer, use the summer for that. Because I, 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 you know, I didn't use my pre-production, my thesis research thing, because also it was like a couple of years old by the time and it was made for a UCG piece. Right. So use the summer to like reevaluate and be like, is this something I really want to do? Schedule, plan. And then also, I think another thing that's important is, you know, it's okay if you fall a little behind on your mm-hmm. schedule. You know, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up because you couldn't make one deadline. You know, like it's it's okay. And it's good to have a schedule and it's important to keep on track, especially if you're in a team you know, you gotta, you're relying, other people are relying on you and you're relying on other people um, to get things done. But I think it's, you know, it's important not to like get so worked up over deadlines where it becomes such a looming, becomes homework. And mm-hmm. you, you don't want your thesis to feel like homework. Right. You want your thesis to feel like something that, something that you're going to be hopefully proud of and, 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 Think of it more as a project, a personal project that you didn't have to make to graduate college. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's kind of important. You know, if it's if you're making something that you love, you you don't want to think about it as just like whatever. Because mm-hmm. this this is for a lot of people, this is going to be the last thing that they make for themselves. Because you know, we're being or artists, and we're going into a world where artists are overworked and a lot of times don't have a lot of creative input mm. in what they're making, um, especially, especially young artists, you know, you're not going to start out as an art director or creative director. My, I had a teacher who always told me that it's not a thesis. It's just a big f- project. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and that's all it is. It's not something that's going to define your career for the rest of your life, you know? So that's just really important to think about. No, that's great. I think that's really, that's, that's really helpful. Cause I mean, I think people can get really 
caught up in that and like this is everything and even like as a freshman i feel like we're told to start thinking about our thesis like as a freshman mm-hmm. as a sophomore and it's so like you know it's so intimidating and everybody's always talking about like oh, what yeah. do you do for your thesis you know like that's such a very huge huge question I, and i think it definitely like kind of puts this weird era uh, aura of fear on, on your thesis so it's like when <laughs> yeah. you become a senior you're like oh my god this is what mm. everything everyone was talking about. So mm. I, I just wish there would be less of a. Um, it is important, but I feel like what uh, underclassmen shouldn't be so terrified. It's a it's a lot of work, and I think that's what what terrifies people. But it's a lot of work that you want to do, and that you can do, and mm-hmm. that you've been studying for years to do. You know, like this is what we're you know we're here to make something, and that's what you've been making things. Um, how would you describe your SVA experience? Hmm. Complicated. Love Definitely it. complicated. I've, I've had a lot of great experiences. We've met like amazing people. I, I've like some people that I'll be friends with forever, but then also it's been really hard, you know, for personal reasons. And also just, I think the traditional college experience or the art school, how it's made is there's a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, that are beyond me. And I definitely experienced some of that. Um, even though you're going into an art school that's supposed to be open and creative and, you know, a beautiful, diverse experience, I feel like it's can be the opposite of that at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely experienced that at SVA, you know, but like SVA has been really great to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, overall, I, I've found, I've learned a lot about myself. And I met a lot of great people and, um, you know, I, I did things that I would never have thought of doing at mm-hmm. all when I was in high school. Like I, 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 I have a lot of um, issues with anxiety and, you know, coming out of my comfort zone is like really hard for me and change is very mm-hmm. hard for me. So mm-hmm. I never lived in a big city before and I never lived outside my, you know, my family. So mm-hmm. I think be, coming to SVA and being in a city and kind of having to just move around on your own, figure things mm-hmm. out by yourself, you know, that, I think that definitely helped me a lot. You know, uh, the, the campus as the, the city being the campus is, is a really unique experience. And I think that that really helped me grow in the short time. You know, it's, it feels like a long time, but it's only mm-hmm. really like, you know, four or five years in life. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's such a quarter, like not even a quarter, like such a small portion of your life, but it's still impactful. No, totally. And and I think I've, I've definitely learned a lot and I've, I've grown more confidence and, you know, how to stand up for myself and how to be um, just a person walking in the street. <laughs> yeah, totally. Thank you, Layla. Thank you for joining me on the show. It was really nice to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of The In-Between. If you like the show, you can subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Javier Colon, and I will see you next time.
Mm-hmm. And um, oh my god, I hope it's Macbeth, not Hamlet. And then it's gonna be so embarrassing. <laughs> you can, you can, you can, oh, if you want, you can go. My sister's there. Sorry, she just whispered to me. She's like, "It's Hamlet." <laughs> <laughs> so you can re-say that sentence, and I'll just cut it in there and make it sound. You like can you keep it, it if you want. Try. Just show show that I this I am terrible with names. It's fine. <laughs> um, so from Hamlet, it's um. Uh, what would you tell yourself, uh, your freshman self, I should say, let me rephrase that question. Um, what would you tell yourself? I messed up again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell my freshman self. Don't worry. Yeah, Take yeah. your time. I, got, I could do it. I could do it. I, I promise. Um, yeah, exactly. You're always like kind of in this. I know for me personally, I've, I feel this way as well as like, oh, my, my past self, the worst. Hated him. Not great. Yeah. Didn't do anything. And then like, like right now, I'm like, I'm the best right now. The me? Yeah. I'm the best version of me that I could ever be. And then like exactly. two months later, I'd be like, that version, the worst. So. <laughs> you imagine how you feel when you're like 30 or like, oh my like, God, like don't 45. Even, like, yeah. You're going to be like, you're going to be like, oh gosh, I was terrible. I was the worst I was a terrible person, person But tomorrow... I won't be, and then yeah. day you are. So <laughs> amazing. We're all just we're all just terrible people. Yeah, that's <laughs> the truth. You know? It's the truth, you know. Hmm. That's a really good question. Thank you. <laughs>